All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Thursday, November 17th of 2022. Got an NFL showdown coming at you tonight. Got a three-game NBA slate, and I am sure we got some NHL action. Over in the hockey streets, a 13-game slate tonight. Going to be an awesome day of DFS, best time of the year in my opinion. If you are new here, welcome. My name is Andrew. I am one of the coaches over here at SaberSim. This is a show where we go over how to use the SaberSim app, answer any and all DFS related questions that come in in the Office Hours channel in our Discord server. If you are not signed up yet, there is a link in the description below to get into the Discord. A lot of awesome conversations happening in there every single day in all of the different sports channels. Highly recommend it. And if you are not signed up with SaberSim, there is a link in the description below to a seven-day, no-strings-attached free trial. Highly recommend checking this out too. Getting your questions answered live on stream. If you are just tuning in, have some questions, get them in the YouTube chat, and we will make sure to get to all the questions before the end of the show today. But that being said, we are going to get SaberSim Pulled up here, and we are going to get rolling. Uh, there was a question yesterday. I told Demetrius that I would get back to him with a uh, showing him where to find a specific video, talking about custom lineup metrics. I went over this in some detail the other day, and I think it was just like a pretty good demo. We basically recreated how to do a uh, custom metric and do projected score and kind of show the different ways that we can use it. So that video is over on our YouTube. Let me get this pulled up and then I will pull it up on screen for everybody. But um, as soon as I can get SaberSim off here and then we will get YouTube up here. We'll just share my screen and if you go over to our YouTube channel, we have this video, new and upcoming SaberSim features to enhance your DFS process. If you go into the timestamps, there's this timestamp 3358 SaberSim Pro custom metrics. We basically created projected score in our own custom metric, showed the different ways you could use rank versus value, ascending versus descending, how to sort the data, in the actual lineups that you see on the right hand side so this video is a good demo of how to get your feet wet with that new tool so I, I would highly recommend checking that out if you are interested in learning more about custom lineup metrics should be some more uh content coming out on some of these new features in the very near future so stay tuned for that but wanted to get back to Demetrius there. And then there was a question that came in after the show. I talked about it with Larson in uh, Discord. So I wanted to touch on it. Thought it was a good question and wanted everyone to hear it. So let me get this in the chat here. And we will touch on Larson's question first. Larson said, for GPPs, should I be using these pool percent amounts to make lineup decisions on who to include with some minimum exposure, or is there very little correlation between my optimal roster percent and the pool percent from the build? Meaning for GPPs, 
if the pool had 50% of someone and my lineups have zero, should I include them since 50% of the time they were optimal in a sim? So I think this is a, a good question and definitely worth touching on. I will say that, you know, on and, and quote unquote, like our version of optimal, right? That's what we talk about a lot is basically like a zero, zero, 10. If you are looking at the exposures from a zero, zero, 10, making notes of the highest like leverage plays or the highest pool exposure plays, and then taking that over to like a normal slider build with correlation and ownership fade taken into account. I, I think that you should have in the back of your mind that like, Hey, in like the, in like the rawest version of the Sims, you know, these players were optimal. Maybe I do want a little bit of exposure to them. You know, if you are looking at pool exposure in a build like this, don't think of those as optimals. I think, I think I want to make that clear. You, If you run a build and then you, uh, you know, make two adjustments really quickly here so we can see the lineups and then you scroll over and look at this pool exposure. Like at this point, these are not optimals. These are, you know, adjusted exposures based on the type of contest that you're playing that SaberSim thinks this player is, is, is worth playing under these circumstances at this rate across 500 lineups. It is not saying that DeMontis Sabonis is, you know, optimal 56% of the time. It, it's saying that, you know, correlation and ownership adjusted in across the 500 pool sample size, like we think you should pay, play Sabonis at this rate if you were to play that many lineups. And then as the number of lineups come down, Saberson was saying, you know, well, we think that you should play him at this rate, given the slate context and, you know, the size of the slate, the slider settings, uh, the, you know, we were talking about, um, uh, what was the word yesterday with, uh, uh, Nip Nipsey had a question yesterday and it was, um, in, in regards to opportunity costs, right? Like looking at like value and projection and salary and how you can fit these different pieces into your lineup. Like that is what SaberSim is, is doing. And that's what this number represents over here in the pool exposure column. And that's also what this number represents in the exposure column. So um, I think it's, I think it's good to, to kind of run like an optimal build and kind of see what those outputs are and then, see how SaberSim adjusts when we start to use ownership fade and correlation and these other things. I think that, you know, it could kind of tell you like a lot about the slate, like, Hey, you know, this person might be coming up a lot, but when you take these other things into account, you know, they're not as good of a play. And like, that's something you need to balance. Like, well, you know, in the raw Sims, you know, he kind of came up a lot. Like, do I want to get that far away from him? And those are questions that you should, you should ask yourself. Those are things you should be looking for in the app when comparing different builds uh that's really like the point i want to get across is you know always trying to teach people how to uh ask questions of what the builder is is giving you and see if you can draw conclusions from that information so really good question from larson i think it's important to balance pool exposure exposure and ownership and you know leverage and kind of see how all of these things align it definitely will uh lead me to like be cautious at times or uh 
bump exposure one way or another. So I think it's good to just kind of have all the variables and kind of weigh them all together before making uh, really strong decisions about different leverages and things like that. So really good question, Larson. Wanted to touch on that. I know we talked about it in the thread, but uh, I thought it was a good question for everybody to hear. So that being said, going to hit this next question from SMH1102. Said, can someone explain the purpose of changing exposures in step three versus step one? If I do my research and run test builds and know I want a certain exposure to a player, is there a reason why I shouldn't do that in step one versus step three? I have the basic subscription and only play 20 lineups per contest. Not sure if that matters at all. Thank you. So that part should definitely not matter, but you know, let's just kind of like demo this for 20 lineups. We got a three game NBA slate tonight, uh, pretty late tip off 10 PM Eastern. So, you know, if I'm playing, if I'm playing 20 lineups, so, so the reason that we say it is better to make exposure adjustments in step three, as opposed to putting those in the min and max exposure columns in step one is because at that point, you are affecting the the sim outputs when you make adjustments in step three post build the sims have already ran and these are the outputs so you are not affecting anything going into the sim at this point when you come over to the home screen start adjusting uh projections and and you know ownership like you are kind of affecting the inputs to the sim so it is better overall to make exposure adjustments specifically and projection adjustments in step three because the sims have already ran these are the outputs if you can get to the players that you want in step three without having to do anything in step one it is a much better solution and you know maybe like Let's look at, uh, you know, maybe who the highest projected plays. Okay, Kevin Durant. You know, we have no Kevin Durant in our 20 lineups. Looks like we have about 47 lineups in the entire pool that have Kevin Durant. So, you know, if I want, if I'm playing 20 lineups and I want 100% Kevin Durant, I want to lock button him, you know, I can still get that in this part of the build. It is only when you make adjustments and you can't get somebody like maybe, you know, let's put this up to 50 because I know we don't have 50 lineups with Kevin Durant. Okay. Boom. Unable to meet exposures. You know, what do we do now? So I, I have 50 lineups. I want hundred percent Kevin Durant. You know, the builder only has 47 lineups out of the 500. So, so what do I do? So, you know, we're going to take a couple steps here and the last one is going to be adjusting the SIM inputs. But if I'm building 500 lineups and, you know, maybe I'm on like the old advanced plan, maybe I'm on the pro plan, I can build up to 5,000 lineups. I'm going to start by increasing my pool size if if that's available to me. So, you know, maybe you increase it to 1,500. This is three times as many lineups as you had. Maybe you're on the pro plan and you can build up to 5,000 lineups. You are still not affecting the SIM inputs at this point. It is after that step, if if I increase the pool size and I am still not getting to what I want, what I would recommend doing is either giving Kevin Durant a small projection bump or increasing his, his min exposure at that point. I think 
both options are viable in that situation, but I would, I would start by trying to get to it in step three. If you get this unable to meet exposure screen, I would increase the pull size with while continuing to not make any adjustments in step one. And then if that doesn't work, then I need to go and tell the builder like, Hey, you know, you're not valuing this player as much as I am valuing them. And we need to do something about that. And that's okay. Like if you get to that point, but it, it's, it's kind of a, uh, a workflow, a process. And we think that doing it this way is the, the best way because you are just not affecting any Sims at that point, letting the Sims do their job. And then you do the risk management in, in the post-build process. So that's, that's the reasoning there, but good question overall. All right. Got a question here. John, my man, John always likes to send in the, uh, the mm -hmm. long questions. So appreciate it, John, keeping us busy over here. Just giving you a hard time. All right. So John said, I have an interesting thought that sort of relates to SMH 1102 exposure question. Let me try and explain the problem here and see if it's a viable issue. I think it mainly would apply to showdown, but possibly others as well. So with showdown and a 0010 build, we are essentially optimizing each lineup based on a one game sample size. When we increase a player's exposure in step three, should we get lineups in which a player is optimal, but what happens when the pool can't meet our exposures and they have to be sent back to home for step one. Basically my thought was in showdown with a one game sample size. Is it possible that min exposures could put players in a lineup in a suboptimal way? In the most extreme theoretical example, say we only get about 40% of Derrick Henry in the player pool, those other lineups without him are likely game scripts in which Henry doesn't get a touchdown and was well under 100 yards, and perhaps the Titans are forced to throw a lot more. But say that I want 100% Henry, if we do this, where is my last message? Okay. So it says, um, if we do this in, if we do this from step three and it's able to meet our exposures, then all the lineups with him should make sense. But if we set his exposure in step one, how does the builder treat that? Does it only take game scripts in which he was optimal, or is it possible that we sample some of those games where he wasn't optimal and then just force him in the lineup? Henry might not be the best example here, but the concept still applies. Sorry for the super long question. Hopefully this isn't an issue, but it was something that I thought was worth bringing up. And, and it seems there was like definitely some back and forth here in the uh, in a thread with, with Chuck DePure. I'm not going to be able to catch up on this entire thread at the moment, but you know, let, let's, let's talk about this and I will give you my best understanding of this. So, you know, let's say that uh, your Derrick Henry was the example, right? We build lineups for Derrick Henry. We're only getting Derrick Henry in about maybe like 50% of our lineups in the pool for, for whatever reason. And you say, you know, no, I want to come in here and I want to lock button Derrick Henry. So my understanding is that, you know, we have a sim pool of thousands of thousands in sims. And whether or not you are on, you know, the, the standard plan, 
the pro plan, the previous advanced plan, you know, you can build 500 lineups, you can build 1500 lineups, you can build 5,000 lineups. Like we have thousands and thousands of sims. So, so if you tell us that, Hey, you know, I want to lock button Derrick Henry and maybe I want to lock button him in the captain, which is, which is probably a harder, harder thing for us to solve at, at that point. My understanding of what happens is that we will, you know, randomly sample the Sims. Maybe you're building 500 lineups. You know, there's still like thousands more Sims in, in the Sim database. If we can't find the exposures that you're requesting in the Sims that you pulled, we will go and pull more Sims. And I am like fairly confident that we can find Sims out of our thousands and thousands of Sims where we get enough lineups to meet your your min exposure here. I think that, you know, if you were to go and like lock button, uh, I don't know, you know, Kevin Raider at 0.1 in the captain, we, we might have some problems with that. So I think it depends on the situation. I hope nobody is doing that in, in general. I don't know how the Sims would handle it. It might break the Sims, but, um, you know, we, 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 we take a random sample. My understanding is that, you know, if we cannot meet that sample, we will go and sample more Sims. So, uh, just, just that is my understanding. I will check with the team on that. And if anything is different than the way I have just described, I will mention it on stream tomorrow. And I will also, uh, respond to the thread in discord, but you know, we got lots and lots of Sims and, um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be, uh, concerned about that but you know if you could get to it in the post build that is obviously better and the reason that's better is because now we have to go and like find additional sims and that could like one take longer two maybe the lineups have like lower saber scores for what you're requesting not sure but those are definitely some things that can come up in that situation but good question overall and i will check with the team and let you know if anything is different than just described. Okay. Joe baby blue has a really interesting question. Let's get this in the chat. Uh, Joe baby blue said, how can we back test our own process? Do we need all of the winning scores from FanDuel slash DraftKings? Where can we find this info? I want to apply my process to past slates and see where it stands. Okay. Good question. The, the answer, Joe, is that I do not know. I do not, am not, you know, on the model side on like doing the back testing. So I, I actually don't know how exactly they do it. I imagine you would need past contest data. I don't know where to find it. So, uh, you know, maybe not the answer you're looking for, but I think another good way of kind of back testing and seeing, you know, how you're doing over a long period of time is with top 1% equity or top 0.5% equity, top 0.1% equity. If you can, if you, you know, have it in the bankroll to like afford a tool like Roto Tracker, it is a paid service, but you know, they offer different ways of chopping up your contest data. You just upload your CSV for DraftKings, FanDuel, Yahoo, wherever, and it will uh, take in that information and let you chop it up different ways. You could do like finishing position graphs and see how often you're coming in the top 
uh, 1%, 0.5%, 0.1% for different sports, for different seasons, for different years, for different entry fees. You can do all types of cool stuff with it. Uh, it's something that, that I look at and it's something that kind of guides my contest selection. Like I'll tell you that, you know, I was following the DFS profit plan. I was playing about 75% diversifiers and 25% elevators for NFL only to look in my Rota tracker and realize that I was doing much better in elevators uh, across the board. So I increased my elevator percent and I'm playing something closer to like 50% of diversifiers and elevators now. And I came to that conclusion from looking at Rota tracker and kind of seeing how I've been doing in different types of contests. So I think that that is definitely a good way of doing some checking of your own process and uh, seeing how your process is doing for different sports. It's a pretty dynamic tool. You can do a lot of awesome stuff with it. So I think that is a good tool to use if you can afford it. All right. Um, that is it for our Discord questions. I see a handful of questions in – actually, I see two questions in the YouTube chat. If anybody has any more questions they want to get to, today let me know um actually i missed one question here in the discord you're gonna hit this last discord question and then we're gonna hop over to youtube chat so kevlar 87 uh responded to smh 1102 and then followed up with a question of his own he said uh let's see is there a way pre-build i can ensure that if i have a defense in a lineup it only will be in a lineup that is not a 5-1 or 4-2 stack for the opposing team. Yes, you could definitely do this. Happy to demo it. So what I would do is I would create a group rule and I would make it an if-then. So, so you're going to go group manual. I'm going to say if at least one, then use at least. And then what I'm going to do is say uh, probably three. So... So this primary players is our one. You're going to have to do this for both teams. So if I want to say, you know, if I want to just put in, I don't know if you care whether it's in captain or flex or not. So I'm just going to do it for, for each one. So I'm going to say, you know, if I'm using the Packers captain, then I must use at least three players. And then I could just hit this filter button up here to only look at the Tennessee players and then I can uh, come in here and then just, or actually I don't even think you need to do one by one. You can click one and then you can shift click. Oh, can you shift click? Did I, maybe I hit control. Let's try this again. You should be able to shift click and get the whole group. No. Okay. So apparently you can't shift click here. So you're going to have to check them all in and then say, you know, if I use Packers captain, then must use at least three players from Titans. And then you can do the reverse for the Titans and Green Bay. Um, I do not think you can do the same for um, – and then I, I don't know if you want to like do this for the flex, but you could ultimately create four rules. I'm interested to see if we could do this another way with – a stat requirement we might be able to hijack the the builder here so if i say use at least 
Okay, so let's do if. If at least one player, and then I'm going to add a defensive stat requirement here. It, since only defenses should have it. Do we have defensive stats? We do not. Um, interceptions might use a quarterback. I'm in, I'm 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 pretty invested in this now, so I want to see if this is if this is actually true. So if I were to scroll, Titans. No, we don't have any defensive stats. We only have passing interceptions. So if I was gonna say, you know, you could like hijack it to basically say to basically use like a defensive stat. And if you were to able to use a defensive stat, then it would like only make the rule for defenses. But what I will say is that you're going to have to use a, if then uh manual group rule. And then you're going to have to say, you know, if Titans uh, D and then use at least three players. And then you could say from, from green Bay. And then you would just have to come in here and check in all the green Bay players. So, that's how you do the rule if you are um, if you want to do it like as a as a rule or you could do it probably you could probably do it post build and the way that I think would be easiest to do it I'm gonna demo but I'm pretty sure that you can filter for the player which would be the Titans in this case and then decrease the number of stack types so like let's say I, I run this build, and I want to do this rule that we just talked about where basically I don't want to use a defense without three players from the opposing team, you know, trying to get different or, or whatever it may be. And I'm going to say, you know, I could hit the magnifying glass on the Packers and then I could come in here and I could see what lineups the Packers are in. And then I, so like here I can see like the Packers are in a five one and, you know, I don't want Packers in a five one. So I just go and delete them and then you can just kind of handle it like manually in this screen. So either, either the rule or handling it manually in the post build by filtering for a specific uh, defense and then seeing what it looks like. So I'm going to open this up that way we could demo a couple more, you know, let's open it up to 150 and we'll kind of get like a bigger sample. So, you know, now we have 10 lineups with the Packers. I come in here like okay three three okay four two with the defense like trash five one trash three three good five one trash five one trash five one trash and then just kind of handle it like it's not it's not too time consuming to sit here and like trash these but that is definitely one way you can go about it so a couple different options for you there and then um, you could do the same thing for the other defense I think the rule works. Um, just a little time consuming to go in there and kind of click through everybody. But uh, let me know if you have any follow-up there. Happy to circle back. I see one question here from AK Knowledge. And AK said, is there a way to know we are using the default filters for Saberson? For example, only players with projection greater than 15 in basketball tinkered around plenty and feel lost in previous week's filters. Okay, so... What I believe should happen is that if you set a filter, it will carry over to like the next slate or whatever it may be. So like I had this, my projection three, I decreased it to 0.01. I basically wanted anybody 
with a projection and and it's not even greater than or equal to so i could have put this at zero but uh that's that's besides the point um i am almost positive if you go to a new slate it should reset no it's going to carry over hmm. interesting okay i actually don't know the answer to this ak so let me circle back on this uh ak default filter question i will follow up on this at the beginning of tomorrow's stream i do not know how to get a default filter back so i will find out and let you know so appreciate the question and i will circle back first thing tomorrow all right hopping over to youtube chat now got a question here from jack ryan said is there a way to make a general rule for showdown that will keep the builder from putting two tight ends or two running backs from the same team in my lineups. Okay, so you're going to have to do a rule where you're going to have to group the players out. So because Showdown treats, because Showdown has captains and flexes, they don't have positions. So DraftKings does not assign players, player IDs by positions. They assign them whether they are in the captain or a flex. So there's only... There are two versions of every single player. So that's why we have to do these manual group rules. But if you want to say, so you could you could just come in here and say, use no more than one. And then you would just check in the players. So like, if it's like, maybe it's, you know, I'm, I'm going to do Houston and I don't want the running back. So it's Ogunbowale. I thought they had a Burkhead. Here he is. Burkhead and Pierce, and then I could also come over here and then grab them in the flex as well, those three players, to make sure that I do not get anybody. And then I would just say, use no more than one. And then I would just group them together, and then I could do that for Washington, and then I could also do that for the um, – the 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 tight ends as well so it just just requires a little bit of getting uh into the rules dashboard but definitely achievable so that is how you do that jack ryan let me know if you have any follow-up uh john said that's the solution chuck and i came up with as well as long as you can get your exposures met in step three you should be good plus with five thousand lineups it's likely that the pool is gonna be big enough yep definitely that is one of the major advantages of having the pro plan especially on showdowns you can get more uh more more optimal sims and uh that is always good for showdown especially if you're playing a unique lineup into every unique entry that you have all right coming down here greg said is there a video that goes over how to use the new aggregate feature for weighting different projection sources? Uh, I Okay, so if you come up here to the settings and then you go over to help, I'm going to pull this up. We have, this is sabersim.com slash support. You can go into our frequently asked questions, go down to view more, and then you can type in, I would just type in a keyword, like maybe aggregate. And then it says how to aggregate your custom projections. And we have, you know, video tutorials that Jordan does walking through this. They're, they're really helpful. I'm, I'm happy to do a demo right now. So we could just do like a quick one because I think this is always uh, worth talking about. I know there have been some questions about it coming in. 
so okay, if I wanted to aggregate projections, so so whatever whatever I uh, I'm gonna you know come into upload. I'm going to either copy and paste them or I'm going to upload from the CSV. I'm going to do the, the, you know, name matching. Maybe I did the DFS ID and then I'm going to click the projection drop down, and then I'm going to hit save. When I hit save, those values go into this, my projection column, the values in here will become green and red, whether or not the projection that you uploaded was higher or lower than the Samberson projection. So once you do that, all you have to do is come over here, you hit this save icon, and then it is going to take the values in the my projection that you uploaded. It is going to save them whatever name you want. Maybe I want to just do like a mock test. So, so now I have saved. Hold on. Maybe I have to change these. So I'm just going to change some so we can uh, demo this. So I just changed a couple projections. I'm going to hit save. I'm going to hit mock. And then... Now I saved it. So it took the adjustments that I had and then created a new column for them over here. Okay. So if you upload for all, the entire player pool, this will go all the way down for whatever fields have been edited. That is what is going to be saved. And you could find it over here under this projection dropdown under the name you save it as. You can come in, you can rename it, you could come in, you could trash it, do whatever you want. If you hit this average button, it is going to take the average of whatever is in the SaberSim projection column and the mock projection column and create this average, which you can see here. It creates it automatically. If you want to add a weight, what you do is you come in here, you name a weight. So you just say uh, mock weight, maybe. And then I want to value SaberSim maybe at like 75 and mock at 25. And then I'm going to hit apply. So when I hit apply, now we have another column, this mock weight. What is important is that you go in here and reset this my projection column because you need this column empty in order to choose what projection dropdown you're going to use. So now that the my projection column has nothing edited, I can come in here, I can click this mock weight, and it is going to change, it is going to put the values in mock weight into my projection. So just know that whatever is in my projection is what the builder is using to build your lineups. If you have data here already and you come in and click a new projection dropdown, it will not change it because there is already something in here. But if this is an empty column and then you go and change it, the values will update as we can see. So the values are changing based on the different combinations I have. But if I have values in here, I have to reset them before changing so SaberSim can apply the new projection and then run your builds based on these projections here. So that is basically how to use the aggregation tool and the weighting. You know, when you create a weight, you just have to come back to the dropdown and then click on the weight. And then you can confirm that the settings are how you set it. You can reset the weights, rename it whatever you want. But once you create it, you just have to come back in here and tell SaberSim that I want to use the weighted projections and then it will move those values into the my projection. So that is how you do that, Greg. Let me know if you have any follow-up there. Um, I saw that AK uh, said, I thought it used to reset each week too in regards to the filters. Thanks. Yep, we'll definitely get back to you on that and figure out how to do that. All right, John said, 
Related question, how would you deal with multiple exposure adjustments if I'm, try I'm trying to focus on doing changes in step three? An interesting feature would be able to save exposures and then apply them in step three, sort of like sending exposures home does. We talked more about this in the thread as well. Okay, so it sounds like you are trying to do multiple exposure adjustments for different builds is is what i'm getting to so it is what it sounds like and let me know if i'm wrong so it sounds like what john is saying is like hey you know if i have a build i'm just gonna run one really quickly so we can talk about this but it sounds like you know john is saying hey you know i want this player at 75 this player at 50 and then this player at 25 and then i want to save those and then I want to just put them in from like a drop down into in step three. That sounds like pretty cool. So I'm going to put it down as a feature request. Uh, locally save exposure percents in drop down percent in drop down. And then uh, John followed up said, yeah, that's that's what I do, especially for NFL main slate. I mean, it makes a lot of sense, especially with the messaging you know, that we are sending out of doing it in the post build. If we could, you know, take your minimax exposures, hit like a save exposure percentages, and then, you know, name it, and then, you know, have that available for you in the next build to come in here and just hit like apply. That sounds like a really cool feature. So something I'll take back to the team, something we will log and uh, discuss internally. So appreciate the feature request. You guys can send in any feature requests you want. We are always noting those down from the community and working them into the roadmap where we can. All right. John says, since I have different exposures for diversifiers versus elevators. Yep. Nope. Totally understand it. So sounds like a really neat feature overall. Uh, that being said, everybody, that was our last question that we had in the queue. We will be right back here tomorrow for our Friday stream, looking ahead to the NFL main slate, looking ahead to the weekend got mma got a ton of awesome sports over the weekend so until then good luck in your contest and i will see you all later take care